Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Elizabeth Kipp. Elizabeth is a stress management and historical trauma specialist who uses trauma-trained and yoga-informed addiction recovery coaching, ancestral clearing, compassionate inquiry, and yoga to help people with their healing. Elizabeth healed from childhood trauma, betrayal, and over 40 years of chronic pain, including anxiety, panic attacks, and addiction. She now works to help others achieve the same healing for themselves that she experienced directly from the work she teaches. She's the author of The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. So today I'm thrilled to be speaking with one of our very own PBT certified coaches, Coach Elizabeth. If your nervous system is dysregulated, if you feel like your brain is offline, if you're living in a state of chronic stress and just can't figure out how to stop the madness, you're going to get so much out of this episode. Here we go. Okay, everybody, you are in for such a special treat because not only am I bringing on the fabulous Elizabeth Kipp, who is just, wait till you hear how special and her area of expertise. She is also one of our certified PBT coaches who has helped. If I tell you how many of our members say that so much of their healing can be directly applied to some of the strategies Elizabeth has taught, it's just incredible. So welcome, Elizabeth. Oh, thanks so much, Debbie. It's great to be here. So honored to have you a part of the PBT Institute and just everything you bring. And, you know, there are as I always talk about on the podcast, it's all about moving through the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. And there are some of our coaches who are better off where members get more out of their expertise in the later stages. And then some in the earlier stages, your expertise is one that is so profound in the earlier stages, of course, the later too. But so often when I have somebody coming in, in a stage two, like, like they shock trauma, you are the first person I think of that they need to see. And that's because the stress system, you know, the stress response has been ignited. They're completely offline. Talk to us about the stress response. It's very true. The stress response, my area really is chronic pain. That's my expertise. I'm a stress management specialist. But under that, chronic pain. And what is that? Chronic pain is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. But what kind of pain? Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, psychological, any of it, it all sends the same signal to the brain. It hurts. When we're in chronic pain and betrayal, uh, the betrayal experience, whether you're betrayed or the betrayer, it really doesn't matter. That is a pain, chronic pain experience because it's lasting. That's happening over time. And what happens in the, why it's the difference between acute and chronic pain is in Acute pain, the stress response is normal, gets back to balance when the acute phase is over, hopefully, if you're healing. But in chronic pain, the stress response gets kind of stuck in the on position. And so it loses its balance, it gets out of balance, and it's stuck in the on position. What happens then? The nervous system is dysregulated. It's shaky. We're sitting in the, they call fight, flight, freeze, or shutdown part of the brain. It's the old, ancient part of the brain which is purely reactive. And in that state, we don't have access to actual thinking. We don't have access. So it's important for us to get a handle on seeing the stress response right away. 
And I just want to, I want to stop you there because it is so common that I hear, let's say a couple is working on rebuilding and one of the partners is triggered and the other partner is trying to make sense to them, you know, and trying to rationalize, uh, not rationalize, but just trying to be logical with them. And I try to explain that is no time for logic because they're not even, they're dysregulated. Can you explain more about that? Actually, I love that you said that because the first thing that I do with a client, or pretty much at this point with anybody, is where I might, where I go, what is the state of the nervous system I'm looking at that's in front of me? Where is their nervous system? Are they regulated, dysregulated? And if they're dysregulated, how can I help get them correct? How can I help them co-regulate to bring them back into regulation? As I said, the stress response out of balance is stuck in this on reactive position. And the part of the brain that's involved in that is not the same as the part of the brain that's involved in thinking and logic. When you're back in this reactive state and dysregulated, you can't think straight. And I can give you an example of I got scammed about six months ago on the phone and I, I didn't see it coming. And I didn't realize at that time, because I was so busy, how dysregulated I was, and I made the wrong decision, and I got scammed. And I did a debrief on myself when it was over, and I realized, oh, you don't, you know, I can't make a decision when I'm dysregulated. And so I learned more about what I'm like when I'm dysregulated, mm -hmm. because there's like different symptoms, but mostly it's we're feeling under pressure. If we're feeling under pressure and we're in protection mode, you can't connect and protect at the same time. You can't connect to your brain and to your logic, and you can't connect to other people if you're in protective mode. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's what you were looking it, for, but that's more on that. Yeah, it absolutely makes so much sense. And it's true. And, and I remember feeling these incredibly painful triggers and looking at myself as I was going through the trigger, like I, it was like, I know the experience isn't happening right now, but it feels like it is. And there was no amount of logic, right, that would have really made a difference to me. And it's almost like, you know, when we're online, you know, when we're regulated, I imagine, we can have one mind speaking to another mind. But it seems that when we're triggered, the only communication that makes any kind of sense at all that we can hear and feel would be heart to heart. Just a different way of communicating. So how does somebody, if you are dysregulated, or like you said, here you were being scammed and you just were in that pressure moment, like I've learned personally, never make any decisions if I'm under pressure and because I am the biggest sucker in the world. And you see the countdown timer on something that's like, you only have a certain amount of time left. I know I can't, I'm not thinking right. I can't do it. So how do you, let's do this. How do you even know? If you're thinking clearly, if your nervous system is okay, or if you're not, what would be signs uh, to know where you're at? Yeah, actually, I love that question because I've done my own internal system check on that, especially, I mean, I kind of over time, but especially from six months ago or whatever it was a while back, I was like, oh, I need to get more, check these signs out more subtly. One of the things that I do, and, and it's a common trauma response is uh, the pressure comes on and I start to actually dissociate. There's a part of me that I can feel myself like I'm, I'm lifting off. I'm not present. I lose my ability to stay present. That's the best way I can. Ex this is very experiential. So that's the best way to explain it. I lose my ability to be present. 
but there's a part of me that just checks out. Mm-hmm. And, and so I miss things. So I'm not listening, mm-hmm. right? I'm, again, I don't have, when I'm in feeling the pressure, I don't have access to the thinking. I am more difficulty being present. I'm starting to slip right back into that reactive state. Yeah, that's so interesting because I notice it's like I lose the details, the ability to understand or hear or even care about the details. And and I'm putting myself in a situation where it almost seems like the greatest deal ever. Buy now, buy now. And then I get to this point where, and I can tell, I'm not even, a, I don't even care. What are all the things that are included? I'll, it's just too many words. Sounds really great. My emotions have completely taken over. Is that a similar experience to what you're saying? Yep. Yes. And also other part of the experience is for me and lots of people, remember now it's where is all this dysregulation taking place? It's taking place in the vagus nerve, which is the 10th cranial nerve. And it goes from the heart up into the lungs and the face, the throats, the ears, all in its area. And it goes down from the heart down into all the organs. So when we get dysregulated, our emotions coming from the bottom up, you might feel a fire or tension coming up from the organs, from the belly area, right up into your throat. And, you know, now what do I do with that energy? Most of us, if anything like me and pretty much everybody that I know in this space that we're working in, our habit is to suppress, repress that emotional stuff. And, and then we're really off to the races because we're not letting life flow and we're fighting with it. Yeah. So what are we supposed to do with it? What would be a healthy way to first recognize that's what's happened and then doing something with it where it's being released in a a safe, effective way where we're not just taking this out on someone or freaking ourselves Mm -hmm. out? What, What can we do? Yeah. So you begin to lose presence and you start feeling a lot of sensation. And so you know you're in reaction. Your awareness is at least enough to know something's happening here. Here's the magic here. The vagus nerve is connected into the lungs, right? And the heart. And the heartbeat follows the breath, unless there's some kind of aberration happening in the heart. The heartbeat follows the breath and the mind follows the breath. And the vagus nerve is also very sensitive to the breath. So if we can regulate our breathing, we can crack the nervous system because when it's dysregulated, what happens? We hold our breath. That's what we do, like that, right? So that tells the nervous, uh-oh, now I'm under threat. So the way you hack that is you let the breath out, nice long exhale, and, you know, five, six, seven, eight long inhales and exhales. Really optimally for three minutes, the nervous system will actually get the message after three minutes, oh, I'm safe after all, and you'll be calm. But you can get there and get more space between your reactivity and begin to slow the heartbeat down and, and calm the mind down in about six or eight of those long, deep breaths. It's that powerful. That's amazing. And this is why, everybody, this is why, you know, your grandmother said, take a deep breath. It seems so simple, such simple advice, but it really, truly makes sense. And it's really true. When we're under stress, it's that sort of short and very shallow type of breathing, as opposed to that deep, slow relaxed breathing, you know, and it's even a probably a good practice to catch yourself throughout the day, just to check your breathing and see how you're doing. And I noticed personally with me, there are so many times I feel like I'm barely breathing. It's like at the top of the breath, like just enough to survive. 
It's not that deep, full breath. Before we dive into today's episode, we have exciting news for our incredible audience. Brace yourselves for an empowering journey of healing and self-growth this September with our upcoming 21-Day Forgiveness Journey. For 21 days, we'll be sharing insightful stories and powerful strategies to help you master the art of forgiveness. We get it, forgiveness can be tough, but remember, it's the key to breaking free from the chains of resentment and pain. And it's just a word until you do it. So let's make it happen together. Make these 21 days some of the most transformative of your life, and let's turn forgiveness into a shared, uplifting journey. Sign up at the pbtinstitute.com forward slash forgiveness and grab your handy tracker that we'll be using daily. We're thrilled to take this journey with you. Yes, and that that's another thing that's interesting. Most of the alveoli, which are these little uh, parts in the lung that, that take in oxygen and release toxins, they sit in the base of the lung. When we're shallow breathing all day, because we don't know any better, we get partway through the day and we get brain fog or we get a headache or we get, you know, we get not present. And we wonder what happened because you're not breathing, right? Because you've got now, you're not taking in oxygen down to the base of the lung. You're not getting, the cells aren't getting their oxygen. You're not detoxing. So there's the cells through the lungs. So there's, now you've got a bunch of CO2 and other toxins in the base of the lung. They're just sitting there. And, you know, that creates a problem in, in the body. And, you know, you'll notice that your mind We'll also start thinking negatively because you can't separate mind, body from spirit. They all work together. You know, five or six or eight deep, full breaths and you're a new person and you're going to, wow, that was amazing. This is why people come in and they work with me. This is where I love the space that I work in because they come in and, and you can see them real nervous and, and shaky. Even if they're not shaking in their body, you can hear it in the voice. And I think the sweetest thing about what I do is I get to see them right right down and smile and go, ah, and you know, this is important because in a stress response that's out of balance and it's stuck in the on position, the mind can start playing with us and believe this is our new normal. And when we take the body back into, oh, there's calmness as possible, the mind remembers and, and is, oh, I can do this thing. The body remembers what it's like to be calm again, and it becomes easier to bring that stress response back to balance again, you yeah. know, because you've given it another avenue to travel down. So I always try to get into the minds of our listeners and viewers, and I can just hear them thinking, holy moly, I have been stuck in this state of barely breathing, almost holding my breath for 10, 20, 30 plus years. How can I go from that place that is just all I know, because I've been living in survival for all that time, to this place of just even feeling safe and comfortable with a deep cleansing breath and all that it brings? Talk to that person. Okay. First of all, your nervous system, healing is, it works on three levels. It's a hierarchy. Nervous system first, then connection, then thinking and learning. But you've got a little bit of a story going on there. Oh, I've been shallow breathing all my life. Now what do I do? Actually, your, your body is, your nervous system and your body are so smart. All you have to do is, is begin long, deep breathing and you'll feel calm. It's not like you have to talk yourself into it. This is not a mind thing. This is not like an, an affirmation. This is an actual thing that happens. 
So you'll have evidence. And once you get evidence, then you go, oh, I get it. This actually works. And then for me, because I have this science background, I'm going to run a test. I'm going to see, will it work this time? Will it work again? I'm going to run a sample size and see how many times it works. If it's consistent, I'm doing this. It's very consistent. Yeah. And that makes total sense. So it's not just something that you have to teach yourself and it, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the well, You're going to feel it and then you're going to want to do it again. But as you said earlier, the what I do, you know, check yourself during the day. Yes. But what I do is I have a breath practice that I work every morning. I have a little routine that I do every morning on the mat with myself before I start my day. And so that I'm already starting my day in a controlled, conscious breath practice. Why is that helpful for me? Because when I get off the mat, as it were, into my life, if I start to feel revved up or tension during the day, I've had that practice. The body knows and I get, I'm aware now. And so I'm like, I stop and I do some deep breathing. Then I come back to normal because I'll get out of balance just you know, because I have a history of trauma and I've healed a lot of it, but the nervous system has old habits that it can drop into when we're not conscious. And we can get all kinds of triggers that we're not aware that we're still attending to, but we can get triggered. And it happens to me from time to time. I can be just in the car on my way to the grocery store and everything's fine. And all of a sudden my nervous system's ah, and all it's like, I don't even know what happened. It doesn't matter. What matters is the breath. Five or six long, deep breaths and I'm back to I'm fine. So I don't know what sets me off so much. It doesn't matter at this point because I know what the tool is to bring myself back to balance. I, I, I love that it doesn't matter because, you know, so often we're searching for the reasons why. And then that becomes the focus. And meanwhile, the problem isn't being solved. I love it. It's exactly. just, it doesn't even matter why. Let's just get the breathing back in balance. And, you know, it's so true because where so many of us are so good about we have our fitness routine or our eating routine or our sleep routine, but there's something about a breathing routine. And hey, we're yeah. doing it anyway, may as well just do it in a way that's truly serving us. I want to talk a little bit about, because everybody, if you are seeing this, or I will explain it if you're listening to this, we have our Rebuild Roadmap, which is a collaborative book that all of our coaches within the PBT Institute collaborated and gave their best tips. The Rebuild Roadmap is for the uh, betrayer, but they gave so many tools and strategies that the betrayed can utilize as well. Elizabeth, can you share some of the strategies you shared in your chapter of the book? I brought in seven somatic or body-based practices that are helpful for obviously the first stages of healing, but to bring us back into regulation and very helpful for, in this space, we're working with the betrayer who's interested in reconciliation, hopefully with the betrayed. So you're, we've got relationship work that we do in this space. And that is maybe stage two, three, four-ish, right? But communication, because everybody's triggers are different, like I just said, communication could be a challenge. And so we want to make sure that the nervous system, that we feel safe that we feel safe to have this conversation. And as I said, there's a hierarchy to healing, nervous system, connection, think learning. You have to have a nervous system feel safe enough to be in the room. And you do that with breathing, right? It's so quick. It's very quick. And anybody that wants to give, take on the challenge of try it and see what happens, you'll see what I mean. Yes, we get there, people get their nervous system regulated 
in the first few stages. But then when they go into reconciliation, that's a whole new space and we don't get a lot of practice at it. So we were tentative. We want to at least let the nervous system know that it's safe so that we can move forward. And so that's why we want to bring in these kinds of somatic, the breath work, touch, seeing things. There's all different ways that you can get into the vagus nerve and get it calmed down, regulated, as we say. So it's applicable through all stages, depending on what's happening in the stage. Right. The the last thing I did was a self-forgiveness piece, which is really because this is betrayal space, but it's for anybody, but I felt like it was especially helpful for the betrayer. Forgiveness, meaning in this space, just the word really clear, offering up that which no longer serves us. I'm offering up my behavior that I, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, for whatever reason I did in the first place, I'm offering it up. So this is a beautiful healing space when the people are ready to do a self-forgiveness practice. If we forgive ourselves, we're able to sit in integrity in front of somebody else. You see, you know, yeah, I love that you're bringing that up because it's so true. So often the betrayer will be feeling so much shame. And meanwhile, that shame isn't really doing much for anybody. It's so physically and emotionally destructive to them, and it's certainly not helping the person they hurt. So that self-forgiveness is important. Now, just to be clear, you also want to do everything you can to right the wrong and own it and take full and complete responsibility and all of that. But the self-forgiveness is a really important piece. So all of that, all the breathing, the self-forgiveness, whatever, that's just Elizabeth's chapter, everybody. The Rebuild Roadmap is absolutely filled with incredible practices for really anybody looking to rebuild. Elizabeth, what do you want to make sure everybody knows as we wrap up, as it relates to breathing, the stress response, getting your nervous system regulated? What do you want everybody to know? I say this often. If you ask me, what is my mantra in this space? My mantra is the greatest healer in your life lives within. I don't need to go out there. I, I give, you know, 20% of the responsibility for all my healing, no matter what it is, I give to the entire health community. The other 80% is between me and the intelligence in my body and the intelligence that kind of runs the world. We call that maybe higher power, you know, creator, whatever you want to call that force that sent all this up. I'm looking Instead of looking out there, yes, we, we look out there for experts to help guide us, but we have to do the work and the, the intelligence is in here. And so why is that important? Because it helps us empower ourselves to understand that we can truly heal. We got to get that, right? Yeah. And I so love we, that message because that's what we do within PBT. Lean on us until you can lean back on yourself. That's it. You know, we're not here that you're, as much as I love all of our members who come in, they're not meant to stay with us forever. They're only meant to stay with us through the stages. You know, here are your training wheels until you just don't need them anymore and get those tools, realize how much strength, how much power, how much ownership you have just in your own healing. Uh, and that is truly empowering. Elizabeth, I want to thank you so much for who you are, what you do within the PBT Institute for you know for the your contribution to the rebuild roadmap and everything you do as well besides the PBT institute where could people go to learn more about you and your great work oh yeah you could come by the website which is at uh, elizabeth-kip.com you got to put the dash in there because elizabeth kip is a web designer and a photographer and she's amazing but she's not me so elizabeth 
Kit-Kit-Kit-Kit.com. You can find me there and I'm all over social media. So oh, you can great. feel free to, to find me. You can certainly message me through the um, portal at the PBD Institute. Yeah. Well. And our members absolutely love you. You have helped so many of them just get back online, you know, in their own bodies after the trauma of betrayal. And like I said, everybody, you know, there are some of our coaches who are such a great fit for the later stages and some who are such a great fit for earlier stages and some a great fit for throughout. Elizabeth is one of those, one of our coaches who absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, if someone is in stage two, I say, you need to see Elizabeth. And then later on, as you move forward in your training and your healing, she's a great fit as well. So thank you so much for you and all you do. I just so appreciate you. Thanks so much, Debbie. It's my honor to be in a part of this community. I just love it. Thank you so much. I hope this inspires you to check the state of your nervous system. Are you protecting yourself and feeling like you're under constant pressure? It's impacting your mental, emotional, and physical health. Stay in touch with Elizabeth by joining us within the PBT Institute, and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. There's a hierarchy to healing, which starts with getting the nervous system back in balance, connecting, then thinking and learning. So if you're not sure where to start, start with the breath. Even a few minutes of slow, deep breathing can do so much. And as Elizabeth said, the greatest healer in your life lives within. Be sure to access that healer to get you back online, connected, present, and focused so you can do what you need to do and so you can feel better. Speaking of feeling better, Elizabeth has so many amazing practices she shares with our members and it's helped them tremendously. They're available along with so much more in the PBT Institute. So just go there, the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, institute.com, and let's get you feeling better. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.